And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is a premier podcast for the website, seedlesscomic.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Still talking into the microphone from the left side of my body as if I can't figure out how to set this thing up. I can't. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. Uh, premier podcast, website, seedlesscomic.com. Like I said, we're going to go there. Let's get through this, because I got a whole bunch of crap to talk about, Then this is an old Lady Dirt episode. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know. Hey, let's get started. Vice News tonight is moving from uh, HBO over there to Viceland. Now, if you recall, a couple weeks ago, I discussed Vice News tonight and Vice proper being canceled by HBO. The agreement that they had, written by this is written, uh, from Deadline, written by Neil Andreeva, Vice News Tonight lands at Vice Land Cable Network on Deadline. This is what they call exclusive. It's very important that uh, Vice has its hands in the news hemisphere because that is what they're that's what they're known for. That's what their website is uh, based on. If there was a thesis statement to anything that Vice does, it would be that they do do this. They do new stuff. You know, believe you me. I mean, they like they they don't do they don't just do stuff about sex positivity or marijuana or drugs in general. They also do news. Can you believe it? Vice News TV has been looking. Wait, what? Vice News Tonight has been looking for a new home after HBO opted out not to renew the program. And I think they're on episode. They're like in the hundreds, not one hundred, but they're in the hundreds. Of episodes because that show's been on for what two years something like that, and the weekly news magazine show was canceled as well. Obviously, we know that. This quote comes from Jesse Angelo, uh, who's the news and entertainment chief. Vice News Tonight is going to a wider audience as we bring it. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna stop right there. Vice News Tonight was uploaded to YouTube, I believe, three days after it aired. S- to And not only to YouTube, but to Vice News Tonight's personal YouTube channel, uh, branded YouTube channel. So what that means is that literally anybody could watch it. Uh, you, get, you get HBO. You, you pay $15 a month for HBO. You even get the, the free week. That's four episodes of our five episodes of Vice News Tonight. Five episodes. So I think they did. They did four a week for a while because Vice, the news magazine show proper, was airing on Fridays and they did like 50 episodes a year at one point. No, no, no. They did like uh, 30 something at one point or 40 or something like that. When, so now they're telling, they're saying just a, a half a sentence in this quote, they're saying that it is a wider audience when it goes to Viceland. Viceland is only available, I believe, on some cable packages. I know it's on Charter. I don't think it's on Dish. Uh, I don't know about that. I know it's not on DirecTV because I, I can't access it <laughs> right now. Uh, AT&T, I don't know. Verizon, maybe. Who knows? Uh, USC. Their Vice New Vice News uh, Vice Land. Their YouTube channel's not updated. You can't watch the stuff on the website. Hmm. It's on Hulu with live TV. I believe it's on Sling. I do. I don't know if it's on 
PlayStation View. I don't think it's on YouTube TV because I just had that a couple weeks ago. So that's a lie, first off. <laughs> Vice News Tonight is going to a wider... This is from Disney Angel again. Vice News Tonight is going to a wider audience as we bring it home to our television network and make it a centerpiece of primetime block built off of the Vice News voice and sensibility, in addition to the award-winning documentaries and series programming Vice is known for. I mean... <laughs> What what do they air on that on that network now? Reruns of Always Sunny, uh, cult classic movies, and uh, oh, let's see, reality shows. That's what they air on Viceland. Then uh, some other crap about Vice ecosystem. Oh, it's not moving anymore. Very curious as to why this isn't moving. All they have is docu-series. Not, not even docu-series, but all they have is reality shows. In addition to relaunching Vice News tonight on Viceland, I hear Vice Media is in conversation with premium and streaming networks as about branded news content. I don't know who, who this is for. Known for its young appeal, Vice News has 10.1 million subscribers across social media platforms. And this isn't even talking about people who are watching the show. So I don't think any of this matters. <laughs> I don't care about that. Who knows? Who knows how this is going to turn out? But uh, I'm going to move this in story to the top because that's the first one I covered. Who knows how this is going to turn out? But uh, let's move on to Viacom. As you know, Viacom and CBS have decided to merge, as you might have heard, because you know when the Disney Fox merger went through, we realized that nothing mattered when AT and T. Rebought singular when they broke off singular and then they rebought it. the The world was the world was a little skeptical, uh, but now it just doesn't matter. These big things can buy big things. And if you can, if you're watching the video version of this podcast, which I urge you to do on YouTube.com/slash/youthlosscomedy, you can see on my computer screen right now that the words "Rap Pro" are sitting on top of this freaking article. And here's my issue: this article was free. When I was reading it, it didn't have Rap Pro in it. And it was free. So we can't even read the article. Read through the article or skim through it. Whatever. The writer, Trey Williams, says that Viacom, CBS, Viacom and CBS emerging. Viacom and CBS might be too small. This has been hinted at for the past, I guess, like three or four years that Viacom and CBS were going to remerge. They broke apart. And now there's, I think, might even a decade later, they're deciding to get back together because they can see, they see how much. Viacom sees how much is left on the table when CBS is in need. Well, I mean, that's how much CBS is in need. When CBS is able to kick butt when it comes to entertainment. CBS owns Showtime and Pop TV and, of course, CBS proper. Viacom is Comedy Central, BET, VH1, MTV, and CMT. And I believe something else, but those are the those are the core five, and they have not been performing well. And they're canceling; they always cancel shows left and right. Like BNT canceled Robin Thede's show. She's the only black woman on late night. So there we go. Viacom, CBS might be too small compared to Disney or to Comcast. Comcast owns Universal, uh, which owns NBC, NBC Universal. Disney owns Fox, and. He's going to own everything else at some point in the future. 
I wish I could. I read the article, but I, I want to have my sources to back up. Here's the here's a little, here's a little, here's some revenue straightforward. The new company will boast a combined twenty eight billion dollar in revenue, or billion dollars in re- annual revenue. But that's not a lot because Disney earned five point nine four billion last year before the twentieth century Fox uh, commodity commoditization. <laughs> and you know what this is all this is all turning to, and hinting at is that in the future. And this is what I've been preaching for years. In the future, eventually, especially you can uh, uh, hold on. Let me finish the thought, Chad. In the future, we're going to see streaming networks come together and decide to put out a bundle and charge you upwards of eighty dollars for it. Maybe it'll start off at it'll start off at a low price, relatively low price, of fifty bucks, and then it'll go up to let's say sixty, then seventy, then eighty, because that's how streaming works. And people say, oh, no, this content's good. I watch anyway. It'll go up that high. And they'll start charging you, and then we'll be back to the cable bundle, but it'll be digital. You can already see this happening. Disney is opting for to let users have uh, allocation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Disney is opting to do Hulu with Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. So you're gonna get all you're gonna get all that stuff for twelve bucks, I believe, twelve or thirteen dollars. Uh, but it's Hulu ad supported, so uh, yeah. But ads are fine, uh, he says. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, and, and you're gonna be able to do that. Uh, it's you know, and, and then they, there is a story this week that said Disney partnered with Charter Spectrum or just Spectrum now, and you're they're gonna for some somehow you're gonna be able to with your cable box access Disney Plus, but you're not. And then there's another story, you're not gonna be able to share your passwords with, with Disney Plus. Disney's doing some type of security authentication where password sharing is a no go, but family sharing is probably gonna be an option. So. I mean, they're going to have profiles, obviously. Netflix has profiles. Hulu has profiles. Amazon does not have profiles. Man, I want to miss. I've had Hulu and Netflix for so long. I've had them since I was in middle school. Yeah. And I'm an adult boy now. Crazy. That's more than 12, 15 years for uh, Netflix, I think. Yeah, because I've had Netflix when it was just a DVD company. How long did I have it? What year is middle school? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, yeah. 15 years. Holy crap. I've had Netflix for close to 15 years. Yeah. And I think I've had Hulu for like 12? 12, I think. No, or 14. I had them both at the same time. None of this matters. Anyway, we're, all, we're heading back to the streaming bundle, and that's how it's going to have to be. So there you go. Oh, and it's gonna, the ads are going to be worse. And there's going to be way too much to watch. And not everybody's going to be able to watch Mindhunter on Netflix. Or Invader Zim Into the Florpus, which I just finished. It was good. It was better than the uh, Rocco's Modern Life one. Let's move along. Speaking of Disney. I think every episode of this show is going to be about Disney Island. <laughs> this article comes from Hollywood. I mean, Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> they write... News in Hollywood. <laughs> Why Disney's $13 streaming bundle may be a double-edged sword, written by Paul Bond. 
his thesis. Offering Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus together takes direct aim at Netflix's standard plan, but it also could hasten cord cutting and quote-unquote hurt Disney as it negotiates new carriage fees for its still very profitable linear channels. I think Disney, there's, if you look at Hulu with live TV, PlayStation View, YouTube TV, and the rest of the streaming cable bundles, that's what I'm going to call them from now, streaming cable bundles, you'll see that Disney is one of the few, Disney Channel, at least, is one of the few that's offered on, I believe, all of them. I don't think ESPN's offered on all of them, but I definitely think that Disney is, and ABC probably is too. And let me go back to this price thing for a second. The prices are going to go up for these no matter what. This $13 bundle is going to be 15 in probably two years. And then I would, I would, I would guess to say that in uh, five years, it'll be $16. And HBO Max will start at 16 and then that'll go up to 20 in five years. Guaranteed. That's what happens with Netflix. Netflix is, it started out at, uh, what was it, like eight bucks? Then it went to 10. Then it went to 11. Then it went to 12, and no one balked, 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 B-A-L-K-E-D. Then it went to, now the highest one is 15, and the highest one used to be 13, and that's for 4K streaming. It's crazy, and people are just accepting it. The prices are going to go up no matter what. I'm going to say this one more time. If Netflix wants to run ads, they can run ads, because you're going to pay for it. I will. I always see comments. Every time... Someone is like someone floats the idea of Netflix, uh, like on one of the trade web, websites like Rap or Variety or Hollywood Reporter. Someone floats the idea of Netflix needing to run ads because they're a company that's just always in the red, and people are always pissed. <laughs> that's that news story is already picked up. If Netflix runs ads, then I will drop them in a heartbeat. How it just—it's so stupid. You don't. I just watched uh, three minutes of ads on the TBS app when I was trying to watch a new episode of American Dad. It's not that bad. Just get up. Go pee for a second. Just calm down, guys. You don't own anything. You're streaming the show. Uh, Will, I don't care about this. Anyway, check it out. We're talking about subscriber numbers. Oh, wow. CBS All Access and Showtime OTT, which is the uh, streaming version of Showtime, will have 25 million subs by 2022, up from 8 million now. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I wish CBS All Access was offered on uh, Hulu, live with Hulu TV. Live with Hulu TV. Hulu with live TV. Speaking of Disney. <laughs> This comes from Andy Wire, written by Zach Scharf. Disney reportedly ignored Dark Phoenix uh, after Fox merger and fired its marketing team. You can get that entire story right here. That entire story is right here. This is uh, this is per variety. Disney largely ignored Dark Phoenix after it acquired 20th Century in March, according to sources. The marketing team, familiar with the film, was laid off, and Disney did not spend as aggressively to promote the release. One insider says that the film's lone premiere in Los Angeles was done with an eye to controlling costs, a bit of economizing that annoyed the film's creative team. Now, we all know by this point that Dark Phoenix did not perform well, not just at the box office, but it was panned by critics. I have no 
choice. I'm going to watch it. No choice. I have no opinion. I'm going to watch it at some point. I love. I don't like a lot of superhero stuff. Speaking of superhero things, I'll get off. I'll talk about that in a second. I don't like a lot of superhero things, except for cartoons, because those are better than the movies. Any movie that's ever come out, I'd rather watch X Men Evolution or Justice League or Justice League Unlimited or Spectacular Spider Man. Or Superman the Animated Series, Batman Animated Series, Batman Beyond. These are so good. What other shows? Uh, Avengers Assemble. No, it's not it. Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That's the one I like. Assemble was the one that they canceled Earth's Mightiest Heroes for. Uh, and it sucks. Um, yeah, okay. So anyway. <laughs> but you, ha- I think it's very important that every movie get a shot to be. Did I wear these shorts last week? I probably did. I, every movie should get a shot to be. <laughs> advertise as much as possible, market as much as possible in order to receive as much money as possible, especially in a franchise that's this big. Now, Disney could have... This is this is how I envision it. Disney saw how it performed with test audiences and they were thinking, no. They saw... I think, they, I think Disney looked at the performance of X-Men Apocalypse and how it was also widely disregarded, uh, which is fine. I guess <laughs> it's, it was okay, uh, which which sucks. Which, I mean, which means you know, if it's okay as a superhero movie, which it, that means it sucks. Look at Shazam. Shazam was great. I never saw it. Shazam was great. Performed well. Uh, Avengers Endgame was great. Performed well. Uh, speaking of that, <laughs> this past week, Avengers Endgame went on available for rent on Net Redbox and all the digital services. And Google gave me a $1 rent, <laughs> movie rental. <laughs> so guess who spent $1 to one? And it wasn't even a dollar. I use Google Opinion Rewards. So I have, uh, I have like $10 in my Google Opinion Rewards. I took one of those $10 and I threw it at that movie. Watched it in HD. I watched it over the course of four days. Let me tell you, I could have watched it in five days. <laughs> that movie is way too long. And the first hour and a half very boring very very boring because it's all set up it's asking you to it's actually not asking a lot of you uh but it's also asking you if you didn't watch infinity war within the past two years which i had not then (laughs) you have to remember (laughs) what that movie is (laughs) and i was (laughs) you would think i was a 40 of of, uh, 70 year old man watching this movie i was i went who is that oh yeah who is that oh yeah that movie did not do justice to a lot of characters. I guess some of them had their shine in the first movie, but from what I remember, I doubt that is true. And I'm not hating on this just to hate on it because there is because that that last battle was just great. That was uh, just great. Just fighting. They they could they juggled the story really well in those in that last what thirty minutes? Not the last thirty minutes, but the thirty minute battle scene. My my issue mostly with that first ninety minutes is that there were some really good parts, but then the 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 parts that were slow, they were just I, uh, they were just thrown in there for character development, and they really didn't need it. And you, you, truly, these characters have been here for twenty movies. You don't need character development. I just want to see them get together and go, "Hey, man, I'm a superhero. Oh, cool, nice, me too," <laughs> and different things like that. Uh, I do like the time jump forward. 
That five-year jump was great. I'm glad that they could not reverse that. It was really cool at the end. And so now people just have to live. It's like the leftovers. People just have to live with the fact that this. Oh, no, no. Manifest. Manif- this, and the, the show Manifest came up before uh, Endgame. So this is so we know which one is. Uh, so that first. Manifest is a show on NBC. It's like Lost on a Plane. Uh, these people get on a plane, they f- they fly, and then they hit turbulence, they land, it's been five years, <laughs> and it's amazing, <laughs> and people, they're just trying to figure it out. Uh, it's a little it's a little broken show, but I got a second season, so I have to finish it off, finish off the first season. Uh, but yeah, it just, like, as soon as, I knew, I knew what the story was, because you just can't escape things in this time, day and age, and I knew the story was, and there was going to be some type of uh, time travel element. And then as soon as I was watching it, I thought, oh, this is going to be like Manifest. So, here we go. Uh, everybody's, not everybody has to be a joker. I got to say that. Not everybody has to be funny. Just reserve some characters to be serious. Reserve some other characters to be superheroes. And then reserve the other ones to be funny. Everyone had, had to deliver a funny line. And, and first of all, a lot of the stuff wasn't funny. You know, I handed it to the Russo brothers. They started, they cut their teeth in comedy. Uh, they should, probably should have stayed in comedy because their action scenes sometimes, they use the sh- not sometimes, a lot of times they use shaky camera, which really is annoying. But all in all, a uh, fine film. Uh, hand, it, hand it to them. They did a really good job uh, with everything. And then they can't juggle story. They can't, the, the story was all over the place. First 90 minutes, just, yeah, they're bouncing all, just, and sometimes they would just forget people. And then they would just bring people back. And also, characters. They can't juggle characters. My my biggest gripe is that they you tout this thing and and Marvel has done this. They tout this thing of diversity and all this stuff. I'm gonna keep harping on this until it's not an issue. Until Kevin Feige doesn't come out and say, We're gonna have a gay character at some point, you hold on to your pants. We're gonna have an Asian character at some point, you hold on to your pants. Uh, there, this movie was very white. It was very, very, and it was very male, very white, very male. Uh, when they brought, when they had net, all they had was Nebula and, uh, uh, black widow for the first 90 minutes of the film. Uh, you can say that they brought in, uh, old, old black sister from, um, uh, black Panther, but they had her there for the, she's, I don't even think she said a line in the scene. No, she did. She said, good luck to Don Cheadle. And then Don Cheadle disappeared for a little bit. Uh, we, <laughs> when you kill off your characters, make sure that their women exist. Women are still around. This is ridiculous. I cannot believe that, that a company that's lying as much as like diversity. It's, uh, you know, you can't say you, that's what they're doing. They're lying. I just, I can't believe that, that there, this movie was just so white and so boring for so long. Uh, and I'm not saying that boring and white go hand in hand. Uh, Cause I liked once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for a director who loves using the N word, he did not, Quentin Tarantino did not have a lot of black people in that movie uh, or any people of color. He had one person playing Bruce Lee and that was it. <laughs> and then he had the, the Indian guy at the, um, Movie theater. Any hoosers in game. Thumbs up. Infinity War. Give that a thumbs up. Uh, Doctor Strange. <laughs> Let's see. Who else? Uh, what else? Uh, Ragnarok. Thumbs up. Dark World. Thumbs up. Th- I just like Thor. Period. He's such a funny character. Such a great character. Such a fun character is what I would say. Iron Man. <laughs> All three. Uh, Spider-Man, give him a middle. 
keep let's keep let's keep writing these. Uh Doctor Strange, uh, The Incredible Hulk. Middle. Um Captain America First Avenger. Thumbs up. Captain America Winter Soldier. Big thumbs up. Captain America Civil War. <laughs> thumbs down. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Middle. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. <gasps> thumbs down. <laughs> Uh, I think that might be it. I think that's all the movies. Oh, Avengers 1. Thumbs up. Age of Ultron. <gasps> from what I remember. No. Yeah, from what I remember. I think I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Who knows? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Disney fired his marketing team. Okay. <laughs> Is that where we were? Uh, and then I linked to Disney has no faith in Fox movies. Yes, this is the, the final story, I believe. Nope. There's one more. Fox feels the pressure from Disney as film flops mount. This is written by Max Donnelly and Brent Lang. Brent Lang, you just saw me scratch my uh, lower back here. If you're watching the video. Uh, and I can't believe everyone's not watching the video. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Uh, let's see. 20th Century Fox received his first quarter grades from the Walt Disney Company last week. And in public rebuke, the studio's new corporate parent made it plain that it viewed the first few months as an ominous sign of trouble ahead. In a sharp reprimand that left staffers at Fox feel uh, Fox reeling and worried about their already fragile job security. Let's keep in mind, I'm going to keep harping this. Disney fired 9,000 people within the past six months, I believe, six or seven months, something like that, of this acquisition. So keep that in mind. But Spider-Man gets to uh, lick Wolverine's balls or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) This is a family show. Disney chief executive Bob Iger declared the company's August 6th quarterly earnings call that, quote, the Fox studio performance was well below where it had been and well below where we hoped it would be when we made the acquisition. Iger's tone was measured, but his messages were, message was clear. Shape up. Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Iger was giving voice to simmering frustrations in the part of the, in the part of, on the part of uh, many Disney insiders. I can read. I promise. Several people. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I just found the title. Several people close to the matter say Walt Disney Studios Chief Creative Officer and Co-Chairman Alan Horn and Co-Chairman Alan Bergman have been troubled by the poor box office performance and the viability of numerous projects. This is, of course, spurned by Dark Phoenix, Stuber, The Art of Racing in the Rain, which opened the past weekend with just... million dollars and they were all flops those well one of those x-men we know the deal with that they fired the marketing team stuber was just unfunny and you just don't need a comedian with a wrestler who's or ufc guy and i don't know the last one's about those offerings were had the added misfortune of arriving just as disney was shattering records with avengers endgame aladdin and the lion king two movies i will never see you know what? I said that about Endgame, and then I got this offer to watch it for essentially free. 
Uh, and so who knows? Maybe I will see Lion King. Maybe I'll get this Disney Plus thing, and then by Christmas, Lion King will be up there, and I'll just go, you know, watch Lion King. That's, I think that's generally what happens is when I say I'm never going to see a movie and then, you know, cut to like two years later, it's on, it's on basic cable <laughs> or it's like streaming and I just go, yeah, I might as well. <laughs> I might do anything. <laughs> uh, these movies don't perform as, as hot. Uh, but that's just, that's just par for the course. That's Fox. Uh, we have... Fox had several completed films set to be released by Disney through 2020, including New Mutants, which is the X-Men spinoff that stars Maisie Williams. And it's a horror movie and it's supposed to come out, I think, around this time. And then they pushed it back to October. Like it was supposed to be out in, in, within a couple of weeks. And then they pushed it back to October. And now it's not coming out, period. So it's like the movie The Hunt, except one of them was canceled because of the uh, terrible shootings that were happening. And one of them is an X-Men movie. I like the X-Men. I don't, I can't understand. I, you know, the first one, if we go back, actually, no, no. I watched a, a writer's lecture series with David S. Goyer, who wrote the original Blade trilogy. Uh, you, and you also might know him. He did Superman, Man of Steel, excuse me. And he did, he did the Dark Knight trilogy and he's done. So basically he's a superhero guy. He's done Marvel and DC, DC movies. And he was talking about how the reason why Blade was was made was A, it was never done before, and B, it was never done before. I don't know. I just said A and B. Uh, and when when he when he was shopping it around, people were like, "There's not a there's not a black lead who can who can who can." We've never had a black lead in superhero movie, which you've had Steel by Shaq, which came out years prior. Uh, but anyway, they, but we've never had a, a lead in a movie that's just, that like this. And then also the movie was too expensive. The movie was, I think, when he wrote it, they said if you can if you can write it for uh, and make it like shoot for under ten million or something or fifteen million or something like that, then we'll do it. And then uh, he wrote it and it was like seventy five or something crazy. So, but they still made it. They still made Blade, and then they eventually made two more films. Uh, so, Blade was really the one that broke the mold. When you look at, and I and I've never seen Blade. I've only seen like parts of it. But if you, but when you look at X Men, the first one, it is <laughs> Hugh Jackman's just a, a, a flabby guy, and he's just hairy, and he has the hair like Wolverine, and he looks crazy. Everybody else looks so stupid in the movie. But then you get to movies that are coming out now with uh, Endgame and Suicide Squad. They look amazing. They look, and, uh, and you know, Aquaman looks like Aquaman would look like. It's insane. I'm just saying that, you know, movie uh, superhero movies early on were very stupid. <laughs> and they still are. They're so stupid, but people take them seriously now, which really sucks because you can't, because in the 90s and the, uh, when Superman, when the original Superman came out and when the original Batman came out and uh, when Blade came out, Superhero movies were fun. Now they're a business. They're a genre. And it sucks. <sighs> okay. Uh, Disney through 2020, including X-Men installment, New Mutants, and an astronaut drama with Brad Pitt. Oh, I can't wait to see this movie. Ad Astra. I don't know what it is about movies in space. Gravity. Interstellar. This Ad Astra looks amazing. Can't wait to see it. Main original scripts and option properties have been paused from going into production. One Studio Insider says Disney is prioritizing making more broadly commercial products, projects, which includes James Cameron's Avatar sequels, all three of them, I think, 
and uh, starry safe bets like the on-screen reunion of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in the drama The Last Duel. Finished films looking for studio support are struggling, insiders say. Disney largely ignored Dark Phoenix after it acquired... Yeah, we knew that. The marketing team was laid off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keep going. Disney is optimistic that handling Fox superhero properties such as Fantastic Four and X-Men to Marvel Studios, President Kevin Feige will improve the quality of these movies. Also, I don't think there should be one guy in charge of all these movies. Uh Given that, yes, all of them were successful since the first Iron Man, but I don't think one person, and obviously, yeah, it's not one person making decisions, but he is kind of the mastermind behind the stuff. Uh, take that as you leave it. Take that as you leave it. And we don't need all these movies to crossover. I wish there was a, you know, what if Deadpool did stay separate? The studio is also grappling with how to fit the very R-rated Deadpool into its PG-13 R-rated Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, just don't have them say the F-word. They said uh, the S-word during Avengers Endgame, which I don't like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I don't think I like him. I don't, I don't like. I know I don't like Chris Pine as a person. Fine actor, I don't like him as a person. That, that, one, that one slip-up he had, and no one remembers it but me. I hold a grudge. Gone are original films, such as a slate of titles from British animator Locksmith. The company has completed movie Ron's Gone Wrong about a fleet of robots designed to be every child's best friend will be released by Disney in November 2020. But three slated projects, including a film about misbehaving fairies pitched as naughty Tinkerbells, have been given back to their creators. What? Oh, that sucks. A live action version of the female centered comic Lumberjanes from animator Noel Stevenson, has also been canceled. TV kingpin Greg Berlanti will no longer direct the Jackie Kennedy drama of the editor. Wow. But it is still attached to produce it along with the movie musical Be More Chill. I guess they want somebody big. Berlanti's big in the TV world, as he said, TV kingpin. He's big in the TV world for, I think he has like, I think he, like Ryan Murphy, he has a ton of shows on the air right now. I don't want to name him. Flash, Batgirl, Supergirl, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, and then he has other things that aren't DC properties. That sucks. And then there's some other stuff that's going on. Uh, oh, and then they also uh, they also have an issue with Thor Ragnarok director Taiko Waititi's uh, new movie about Hitler called Jojo Rabbit. It's like a wacky comedy thing. It's like if Wes Anderson did a movie, movie about Hitler. <laughs> We, I just, Disney is really capping people. Oh my God. Hold on. The power. Did the power go out or did the TV shut off? Okay. We have to wait. The power did not go out. I don't know what's happening, <laughs> but that TV, the monitor just shut off and the lights flickered. Very interesting. Uh, but Disney's capping people off of the knees. When it comes to these the to these properties that they have, they want everything to be family friendly. They want it to be marketed around, be able to be marketed around the world. But not everything is going to be loved by everybody. Not everybody has seen the movie The Artist. <laughs> I don't know why I reference the artist. Uh, not everybody likes, you know. Everybody would probably go see Avatar, but not everybody wants to see Avatar. You know, not everybody wants to go see another version of Lion King. Some people want, some people are just like, 
you know, I've, I know people who are uh, jerks and they all he watches uh, <laughs> uh, little known independent films. Some people like a mix like me. Some people want to see Hobbs and Shaw, but they also want to see Booksmart. I, th- I think it's very important for Disney to remember that, yes, movies are a business, but also that they are catering not just to a world, but to s- sex of people, S-E-C-T-S. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll uh, they'll loosen up, and then uh, finally we have our last story. This comes from the Hollywood Reporter, written by Leslie Goldberg, my good friend. Beyond Netflix: Collins showrunners are testing waters with multiple TV overall deals. If you follow any type of the trades within the past couple of months, you'll notice that a lot of people are getting uh, multiple deals or they're getting shopped around and they're able to sell themselves and they're, they're high commodities and people want them. Let's look at J.J. Abrams. He and Ryan Murphy, they were in bidding wars. Well, not in bidding. No, no, I'm sorry. Ryan Murphy wasn't in the bidding war, but Netflix hawked Ryan Murphy from Disney Fox or from Fox proper, but Disney Fox now. And then J.J. Abrams was in a bidding war between everybody, between Netflix, between uh, Disney, between everybody. But he ultimately went with Warner Media because he's a smart man. I don't know. I don't really care. Deals such as CBS TV Studios 2015 packed with Ridley Scott, Scott Free are also broadcast only. Now sources say some prolific producers are shifting away from the all-encompassing exclusive overall deal that media titans like everybody else has done, respectively, and instead are opting for a variety of deals on four levels, broadcast, basic cable, premium cable, and streaming. So we all know we know that this is this is all different. Uh, eventually, a show that's available on broadcast could be available on uh, streaming, a show that's available on, I don't know if this is the deal anymore, uh, a show that's available on premium cable could be bought for uh, rebroadcast rights on you know basic cable and then broadcast eventually and then streaming um, which is I know it's true I know it's true because curb your enthusiasm when TV when TV guide still had a channel curb your enthusiasm was purchased by them by TV guide and you can curb your enthusiasm is an HBO show and you could watch that show. And a very edited, heavily edited format on a TV Guide channel. And that was one of the shows I watched on TV Guide channel. And now you know I watch TV Guide channel. <laughs> there you go. And for some, a fifth level film is an option too, which is like J.J. Abrams. Uh, sources say one prolific producer with scripted series at, broad, at a broadcast network and three different streaming outlets, effectively working with four totally different companies, has quietly renewed a broadcast-only deal and is closing in on exclusive streaming packs with another outlet. Uh, this happens. This happens. It's very interesting to see. What remains to be seen as if any uh, is if any uh, combination of multiple TV deals still outweighs the crazy money that the biggest media conglomerates are offering for all in one exclusivity. Sources note, man, these sources note some streamers are now offering both options in a bid to draw top talent. With Disney Plus, HBO Max, and Comcast streamers helping to diversify traditional method media companies. 
Some top tier producers are enticed by the money and confident that they'll have the creative freedom to be able to do anything. Uh, Disney, you will not be able to have good anything. I think HBO Max will be able to offer you something. That's, I mean, Warner, the Warner Media's streaming service of HBO Max. J.J. Uh, Abrams is going to be able to do what he wants. And I think that's why J.J. didn't want to go with... J.J. has stuff on... He has stuff with Disney, and he has stuff with uh, Warner Media, and he has stuff with Comcast. But I think the reason he chose Warner Media is because that's where he was able to have the most freedom. So they And, they, and Warner has movie stuff, too. So... I don't know if his is broadcast only though. But why would you go with Disney when they're trying to figure out if Deadpool can be can fit in with Spider-Man and and uh, the rest of the Marvel universe? Why would you stick with that? I would go somewhere where where they say yes, you can do anything. That's that's what you know HBO, a black lady sketch show. That's what makes it good. Is that HBO said, all right, we'll give you a show, do what you want, just don't. Screw it up. Uh, hey, listen, I'm done here. Something just fell. Listen, I'm done here. If you like what you heard here, head on over to the website, com. It's been updated. I finally updated it. I It, it does look a little bit barren on the posts, uh, mostly because they changed the pricing structure and your boy's got to figure out how to pay for that. But the codes are in there, so you can just look into the codes or just go to youtube.com slash people's comedy to watch the videos. They're all in their own little folders and all that stuff. Uh, tell people about the podcast. Uh, rate us on iTunes. We have two ratings. <laughs> I think one of them is mine. <laughs> so rate us on iTunes. That's how we get more visibility. Those interviews I told you about are not out yet because uh, I got busy this week. And that's why this episode got so late. But definitely check it out. Check out all that stuff. Also on YouTube.com slash people's comedy is a show called News Time. It is a show that I've been doing for six years now. Officially six years last Monday. I uploaded an episode of News Time that I did not write anything about. <laughs> but it is a, a six, six birthday celebration where I put out a bunch of unreleased episodes in quotes. Uh, unreleased clips that no one's ever seen. Check it out. It's a fun episode. The cold open is great. The middle's great. The ending is great. Here's to another six years. Hopefully, we we get 600 times more viewers. Please, God. I don't know if I'll keep doing this. All right. Thank you for listening and watching. I love ya. I love ya. It's weird. Okay, bye. <laughs>